0: Tonight Blues versus Golden Knights. You'll hear that right here on your home for the Blues 101 ESPN pregame coverage with Alex Ferrario coming up at seven o'clock. We will have the puck drop coming up at eight Blues looking to get off the schneid lost seven straight. They have lost 12 of their last 14 hoping to get back on the winning side of things tonight and the voice of the Blues Chris Kerber will be on the call joins us now via the Brown and Krupen Cr- celebrity line Kerbs, always appreciate the time man. how you doing today. Brandon, doing good. How are you guys? Doing all right. So uh, we all know where this team is right now. Curbs, what what needs to change tonight to avoid the same result that we saw on Monday night against Vegas?
1: Well, I, I think this this team needs some bounces to go its way a little bit. Uh, I, I think you know, uh, with, with the way it was going, and they fell down two uh, two goals to none in that last game. Then then you know, I think the fragile. Confidence of this group just completely went out the window. So, I think uh, have the same kind of start that you had in the last game, which which was a good one. But someone's got to bury the puck, and, and I think if they can get a lead and, and play with some of that confidence, I, I think that's where the worm turns.
2: Curbs Jordan Bennington looks to be getting the call back to today. Uh, Craig Baruby said yesterday that he wants to see the the swag back for Jordan Bennington. Uh, do you think he can get that back, or is there? Do you feel like it's been there for him this season?
1: Uh, you know, I, I think he he's kind of gone the, the, the same way, uh, pretty much as the rest of this team is gone uh, with, with that confidence going up and down. And uh, he's he needs to have some of that swag back. He, he's one of the guys that can really kind of get this thing going again, turn around and give this team a chance at making the playoffs. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot about it, that you haven't had a shutout this season from a blues goaltender. Uh, You have not, um, have not had kind of that, that huge save at the right time, you know, and, and, and that might mean that might mean just shutting out Vegas in the first period today, Uh, you know, whatever it may be. So I, you know, do I have faith in Jordan Bennington? Yeah, I've got faith in him. I've, I've got confidence in him. I, I like the fact that this guy's got competing battle in him. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, I like what Craig Baruby said, wanting to see some of that, that confidence and that swagger back in them.
2: Uh, Curbs, you, you mentioned Vegas and just getting a shutout in that first period. It's so crazy how the season has gone because before the season started, all of these games against Vegas have gone into overtime. That first one went into overtime, but since then it's been a lot of Vegas. I think they've scored 25 goals against the blues in the five games Uh, so far this season. What what do you feel like changed with Vegas against St. Louis this year?
1: Um, Well, yeah, because it was kind of amazing to think that in the first three years of their existence in the league, Vegas had not beaten the blues in regulation once until this year. I mean, that was, it really is kind of phenomenal, especially with as good as as they've been. I I really think that it's more, it's not so much anything that Vegas is doing. I think it's that uh, the blues getting away from their team game uh, not defending hard enough in front of their net, not crashing hard enough in front of the other team's net. And, uh, we, you know, we spent a lot of time on that post game show the last game talking about those gray areas where, where they make a big difference. And, um, you, know, you know, so for me, it, it, it's more that the, the mistakes that the Blues are making have fed perfectly into the transition speed game that, that Vegas can play.
0: We're talking to Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN curbs. The blues have three more games prior to the trade deadline on Monday at two o'clock. I, obviously that this has gotten a lot of attention here in St. Louis and throughout the league. I'm curious do you. What do you think? How do these three games play into Doug Armstrong's decisions that he will ultimately make at the deadline? Do you think?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, you win these next three games, you could find yourself back in a playoff spot. And, um, you know, you lose the next three and you could find yourselves almost, uh, you know, in an insurmountable di- distance to try and get back into it over, over what we got, 18 games to go. That will be 15 games after, after, the, uh, after these three games you're talking about. But the one thing we know about Doug Armstrong is you just have to look at his history and how things have gone. He assesses the team. He takes a realistic approach in terms of where this team is at and what he thinks they can do come playoff time. I st- there are probably some moves that you can make that that don't necessarily hurt this team and their chances of making the playoffs. And uh, and and there are some moves that, if you want to be even more drastic with with changing some things up even more. And the the one thing I constantly go back to is the seventeen eighteen season when he traded Paul Stastny at the trade deadline to Winnipeg. Uh, even though the team was right there in the playoff hunt, uh, and yes, they missed the playoffs by one point that season, but even though the team was right there in the thick of it, uh, he just didn't feel that the team was going in the right direction. And then he made some moves, and he had that great offseason, and we all know what happened in the magical 18-19 uh, season. So, uh, you know, for me, if, if I'm handicapping what's going to happen on Monday – I, I I would expect that uh, Doug Armstrong to be somewhat active in, in making some adjustments to a team that he doesn't feel has performed the way it should this year.
2: It's an interesting trade deadline, too, Curbs, because BK and I talked about it a little bit ago. You know, if the season ended today, the Blues would finish right now 11th at the bottom of the National Hockey League in terms of that draft. And, of course, Doug Armstrong, you want to be aggressive, you want to make the playoffs – but do you think he looks at this deadline a little differently because you do have that asset that you might want to take advantage of if the season doesn't play out well?
1: Well, and what, what makes it more interesting too, is I'm not sure. Like 11th is probably the worst spot to be, yeah. right? You don't make the playoffs, but then because the way they change the rules on the draft lottery, right? You, you don't have a chance at that number one overall pick. You, you can only jump up 10 spots if, if you do end up winning it. Um, and so I kind of think that if you're going to go that way, get yourself to where you at least have that chance. And and the, the the odds of they changed the draft lottery to make it more likely that the team that was the worst team in the league that has the most odds, keeps that number one spot, you know, uh, but at the same time, I think if you're going to get there, you need a chance to do it. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to restock the cupboard here a little bit after a, after a pretty good run. And, um, but make no mistake about it when it comes to this, though. This team made some moves in the offseason to get Tory Krug. You signed Mike Hoffman to a contract to help fill in with Tarasenko being out. You started the season at 7-3. and three. You were playing some really good hockey, and then you just got riddled with bad injuries. Mm-hmm. And, and, not, and not having Colton Pareko has been extraordinarily tough on this team. That said, you're spending right up against the cap. You're actually spending over the cap because of the long-term IR space that you had with the injuries. Right. And so missing the playoffs for this team based on all that would be a big disappointment from an organizational standpoint. So a part of me says they're, they're, there's still some gumption in here to really go at it and, and try and lock down that last spot.
0: The voice of the blues, Chris Kerber, joining us for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Curbs, we did get to see, and it was a pleasant surprise on Monday night uh, Colton Pareco back on the ice. What'd you think about his game? While acknowledging, of course, that it's it's his first game back, so we're grading a little bit on a curve here, but what'd you think of Pareco's first night back?
1: Well, you know what? It was just okay. Uh, you know, and but I, you have to grade on a big curve the way I look at it, because after missing 21 games, the type of injury that he was dealing with. Uh, you come back in a, with a team that's in a fragile state that's struggling and you're playing the Vegas golden Knights. I mean, there, there's a lot going on there. I, I liked the fact that he was back. I loved seeing him out there. I liked his game as it started to go along. He was skating with the puck. You know, I, I don't know if that injury is going to allow him to really unleash a shot the way we normally see, but we need him defending in, in, in the blue zone more so right now than you need him shooting the puck. So, um, you know, on, honestly, honestly, I, I think it's it would be really unfair to be overly critical of his game of that game uh, in my opinion. So let's give him a few to get going. But I, I thought he was I thought he was okay, and I love the fact that he was back. I think it's great.
0: Curbs, we always appreciate the time, my man. We'll be listening tonight as the Blues take on the Golden Knights in the second game of this uh, series. pregame coverage with Alex is coming up at seven. Puck drop with you and Joey Vitali coming up at eight. Thanks as always, man. Talk to you soon.
1: All right, guys, have an awesome afternoon.